I would like to begin this broadcast by acknowledging the Awabakal people, the traditional custodians of this land. I pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. I extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander listeners. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome back to the Newcastle Live and Local Music Show. Thank you so much for joining me this evening. I have quite a packed show planned for you. Today we'll be catching up with Andy and Talon from Well. They will be joining us in the studio very shortly. We'll also be catching up with internationally renowned local guitarist Adam Miller. He joined us on The Good Stuff for an interview and a live performance, and I can't wait to share that with you. We'll also be catching up with photographer and videographer extraordinaire Wanaji. That's coming up in the second hour of the Newcastle Live and Local Music Show, and Wanaji has picked out some of his personal favourite local tracks for you to hear. We'll also be hearing some exclusive live tracks from The Appointments with Outlaw. It was performed at the Bout Time Fest for Piper Butcher's birthday, and it is so much fun. We also have the pick of the week, which goes into high rotation on Newcastle Live Radio. That will be announced. And we'll also be hearing some new songs. Feel free to reach out to me at liveandlocal underscore Lazots on Instagram. Text through any requests or anything that you want to add to the conversation. My name's Bonnie and welcome along to the Newcastle Live and Local Music Show. Welcome back to the Newcastle Live and Local Music Show. Now, the local music scene has completely been shaken by the incredible rockers that I'm about to welcome into the studio. So it's an absolute pleasure to welcome to the Newcastle Live and Local Music Show, Taylan and Andy from Well. Hello. I love how you called us rockers, but we run half our set off a laptop. (laughs) (laughs) Was I not supposed to say that? Oh, sorry. Is that true? Yeah, most bands do that. Have you seen that footage of uh, Paul Stanley? Um, most people who know Paul Stanley is, mm. but he goes to sing one of those massive falsetto notes, um, and he does it before the click. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's epic. Well, I have never seen Well do that before. We like, haven't gone all... that far yet. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm sure it'd be getting close. It's it's also quite impractical bringing a two thousand dollar laptop to a gig that pays one hundred and fifty dollars, just for a couple true. of like eight oh eight drops or whatever. <laughs> so Well has gone through a couple of different iterations when it comes to the lineup. So can you take us through the evolution of Well from your formation to now? Well, it starts with let's do this in parts because it's more yeah. interesting if two people are saying it. It's but quite it, the story. It starts with us being in many other bands known as Southern End, Earl and the Torpedoes. Shrimp, uh, Dr. Yep. Dingo and the Space Cadets, India and the Journey to the East. Oh, there was a lot. Yeah. There was yeah. a lot. And <laughs> We've event- done the rounds. Oh, we have. And um, me and the drummer Duncan were playing a lot of jazz together. And um, one day, one of the other guitarists didn't show up and Taylor did. And that was that. And it was very clear that the chemistry was there. But the awkwardness to actually ask the other person, do you want to write songs together, was still there too. (laughs) So we're at a hobo magic show one night, and I remember saying to Taylor, we should write something, and immediately went, yeah. (laughs) 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 So so the first iteration of a lineup was like a power prog kind of nerd fest with me, Taylor, and Duncan. 
the ultimate trio at the time andy was telling me he was getting in the rush and i was like man i love prog but that's one of those bands i never really got into i'm gonna have to revisit and man it, that was the beginning of the end but it was kind of funny because it was like guys that like hardcore music and also fusion trying to play rock music yeah <laughs> it, was a, it was a bit weird you know and i think there was a lot of weird shows we did um but those hardcore roots uh, which are still in the band never left us like we always want to put on a show what happened next Taylor? what then what happened <laughs> then what happened played plenty of shows did lots of recording brought out some songs i got thrown on vocals and guitar a lot of chaos, a lot of brawls during gigs, some broken tables and glasses. But um, yeah, it was more of um, a WWE performance than a musical act, I'd say. But <laughs> Done we- by people who don't know how wrestling works. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, we had a lot of fun. But um, during lockdown, you know, things start to get serious. All the thoughts start flying around your head. What can I actually do with this in the long term as a career? Am I going to pursue music or am I just going to kick the bucket and go get a nine to five you know so you had to really think about the future and how we could push the music to whole new levels and how we can make a living out of this one day and then bam what happened what happened next just as the virus destroyed half the world we multiplied also (laughs) we were living together at the time and we'd written a lot of new music but we decided that it was probably best to expand the lineup so we first pulled in Lockie Knowles, which was Ooh. a power move. Yes. That was a power move. I like, <laughs> like, hey, he's in one of our favorite groups. Like, not Shut not just models. in Newcastle, but in general. And he also plays keys. So him immediately replying yes within literally a minute was like, what? It was. Uh, it was Are you sure? Yeah. And yeah. 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 It was probably a step down for him. <laughs> Sorry, Lockie. But but then, you know, after kind of pushing it away we decided to pull india on vocals Mm. and um the rest is history we have the powerhouse on guitar the the ridiculously good drummer the good looking bass player (laughs) and and then Lockie on keys all we needed was somebody that could write melodies really really well and how indie does that it's ridiculous Mm. that some of the stuff like writing with her has been a complete I don't know. It's been a completely different experience for us because yeah, 100%. our expertise is definitely more in harmony, mm. you know. So once Indy kind of joined that last, I guess, piece of the puzzle, it was like, whoa, this is this is something. And I think a lot of the songs we've written recently that we haven't even played yet, we're yeah. just itching to play because it's just like this feels like a, the biggest step up for all of us so far. Yeah. Yeah, that's really exciting. And speaking of, you know, that last piece of the puzzle coming together, uh, that kind of brings us to Who's Gonna Judge You Now, which has been mm. out in the world for just over a month now. Already yeah. has thousands of streams. That's yeah. so impressive. So were you expecting this much support and how has it been getting to perform this song in particular since it's been released? I think no would be the answer because <laughs> because whenever you put prog in your name, people you know, shy away, including me. Um, mm. I don't like prog music. But, <laughs> but you know, I think Who's Gonna Judge You Now is an alternative song. Like mm. it's And like most of our new stuff, it's alternative music. And then all of a sudden, people are listening to yeah. our music. Isn't it funny how that works? Make um, it more accessible. Well, it was the first song we wrote <laughs> when we came back together after I think it was six months of not seeing one another in a room jamming. So through lockdown came together in the space 
Andy Duncan and I, and that just came out within the hour rehearsal, whole song pretty much. Yeah. Had lyrics, you know, a few little tweaks here and there. And then when India came in, I was like, wow, okay, we have a song now. Mm. And <laughs> yeah. do, you think, do you think that came from anger? Like, you know, coming out of lockdown and having some time stolen away, like, is that what you were trying to pour out? I got to, I got to like... Like Taylor having to deal with me in lockdown, I think. It was the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> I think I spent a lot of mornings in my room. You know, obviously you have nothing to do but read the news. Um, and and I think I'm at the age now. I'm like, this is bullshit. Like it, you know, it was <laughs> it was crazy. And I think the lyrics the lyrics were already. I think they were written during lockdown. I actually can't remember writing them or when I wrote them, but. I think for the most part, yeah, a lot of it is. And it's that kind of anger that we've always used to fuel our music, but in a much healthier and therapeutic way, you know, mm. like like let's be constructive about what we're actually attacking. Let's just not, you know, be that band that I, oh, <laughs> I'm just, not going to say. It just <laughs> swears. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> and no substance, you know. We never yeah. want to say anything without any substance. And I think that goes across the board for me, Taylor, and Indy, who all write lyrics now. And, I, and that's that's really important for us, that we're actually saying something, but, you know, we can back it up and say this is, mm. you know, this is how we feel. Yeah, yeah. It is important to be able to do that. Now, you've done some pretty great gigs in the last couple of months, including West Best Blockfest, Thrashville, the Sound Station Festival, and most recently, last night, in fact, the Hamo. So what have been some of your favourite moments from gigs recently? All of them. Yeah, they've <laughs> all been really great. We're so lucky to um, have picked up a little bit of momentum since kicking things back off as a firepiece. And we've had a really good reception with everything, surprisingly. It was, you know, we were a bit unsure at first, you know, transitioning into a new lineup, mm. how are people going to, you know, view this or hear it. You know, some people might have been really shocked to hear female vocals in a hard rock band, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which isn't the most out there thing, but when you're three sweaty, nerdy guys <laughs> just up on stage screaming at people and doing front flips, it's a bit different when Making you have a trained no singer <laughs> in the front just belting their heart out. So, oh, it's been absolutely amazing. And we played some of the best shows we've ever played just within the last few months. Oh, easily. It, like, ever. Yeah, I, and I think you know it's what we were talking at, you know, before the show. But I feel like we've really just been swept up in that as well. Like it's not just Wells come back, and you know we're here now. But it's Newcastle music is back, like yeah. particularly in the past three or four months. But all these shows, like uh, that's what we we're saying. We played at the Hamo last night, a Sunday night at the Hamo, which maybe three years ago, you know, you'd have four people turning yeah. up yep. horrendously hammered mm -hmm. it was massive yeah and then last week even Turpentine, last weekend yeah, yeah it's it's insane local shows are going off at the moment even the last like pinch fest over 550 mm -hmm. tickets sold yeah at the pub <laughs> for, for a hardcore show yeah like what yeah <laughs> and that's that's really encouraging um so i think like while we do have momentum it's also we've just been like a lot of bands just swept up with that that revival of music you know we hung around through lockdown as a lot of other bands did and mm. now that we're kind of reaping mm. those rewards and it's like great to see how how much music is going on 
Yeah, well, thank God for well, because you guys are just <laughs> kicking butt right now. And it's really exciting to see. I want to stay and talk to you for hours, but I have one final question <laughs> yes. for you. This Friday, you will be releasing a brand new single mm-hmm. called If You Really Cared. Yeah. Uh, you'll also be celebrating that release with a single launch at the Cambridge Hotel with Unpretty and Dead Shows. Yes. What a lineup. Yeah. So good. So uh, what are you looking forward to most about this single launch? Getting people to hear the new song and um, dressing up because yeah, it is spooky. indeed Halloween, Halloween. weekend. Mm. So, yes, you must dress up to get into the show. <laughs> Otherwise, um, we have bouncers on the door that will sort you out. <laughs> that will give you... That we've hired privately. <laughs> they will make you wear a blue boiler suit if you don't dress up <laughs> and give you an instrument and tell you to play on stage. So, I, I think, it's your choice. I think combined with I'm Pretty and Dead Shows, who we know are unbelievably loose, like this show is going to be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I, I like, I don't want to overhype it, but like we're very, very, very excited. Mm. The first local headliner we've had in a while that we're this excited for. Mm. Um, Tricks and treats. And I think with the new single as well, because it kind of it goes on off that alternative wave that we've been riding on. Who's going to judge you now? So I'm kind of interested to see how people respond to it live because mm. we played it live for the first time last night mm. just to get warmed up for this Friday. Mm. So. Wow. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Usually we play a song for six months before we release it, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. That's, that's the thing. You know, once uh, Who's Gonna Judge You Now came out, most of us already knew the lyrics because yeah. you'd been performing it for ages. So yeah. uh, it's going to be very exciting. It will be a trick and a treat. Mm. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the audience. Oh, <laughs> boom. Taylan That's actually, why you listen to the Newcastle Live Radio. <laughs> Taylor said it first. Oh. I have to give Taylor credit for that. No, I wasn't Sorry, listening. Taylor. No one ever needs to give me credit. Sorry, mate. Oh, dear. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me on the Newcastle Live and Local Music Show. It's been so much fun to have you in the studio. And best of luck on the release of this brand new single, Can It Be Pre-Saved? That's the question. Uh, yes, yeah. it can. We don't we do not do pre-saves, but if you really want, yeah, okay. uh, DM us. We'll send you a link. But it, it, comes, <laughs> out, it, for you. it comes out on Wednesday. If you really do oh. want to hear it, yeah, oh, power plays, not yeah, on Friday. Right. If you really do want to hear it, go follow us on Spotify. That's how you yeah, hear it Spotify first. is king for us. So. Yeah, that's where we're going. we got to work that algorithm, baby. Yeah. Not on Earth. Follow us on TikTok, which is the <laughs> epic dancing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we're going to play your latest single. Would you mind introducing it for us? This song is called If... No, 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 not that one. No, not You're that joking. one. I thought it was like a premiere. Holy <laughs> no, shit. No, You're no. an idiot, mate. <laughs> oh, my God. I <laughs> no. don't have any new music. <laughs> yeah. This song's called Who's Gonna Judge You Now? Damn, that was a trick question. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> well... Wow. Oh, we're still here. What? We were meant to leave. We didn't get kicked out because no. we have an announcement. I haven't got anywhere else to go. To- oh, yeah, we have an announcement. Yeah. Yeah. Well, get into it. Let's go. Well, What's the announcement? There's two well, announcements. The first go. one being is free beer. Yeah. And now that we've got your attention, if you're coming to our show, which I assume most people who are listening are, then on Friday night we've got two prizes. Prize number one, which we've already announced, is a $100 bar tab, and that is for the best dressed. And you got to remember, there's some real weird people that like our music. So, you know, well, it's it, for the freaks. It right? is, and even the people in the band you're con- you're competing with, they can win the bar tab too, and they <laughs> and they don't drink, so they're just gonna spend it all on fire engines. So, you know, if you want to get that, you got to dress up. But the second announcement, what what is the second announcement, Taylor? There is another chance at a hundred dollar bar tab. Another chance. Another chance. You mean I can still win it? Mm, yes, you're in it to win it. Even if you don't even dress up, you can still win it days before the event. And that is 
there is going to be a secret little well sticker hidden somewhere in Newcastle and you must go searching for it. Yeah, that's going to be revealed tomorrow. And mm. um, Follow our Instagram and Facebook, any socials, and you'll see the location. Go hunt for it. And if you take a photo with it, bam, and first, first person. It's first person to do it. So, you know, we could put it in on like Wolf Street or something and make it really obvious, but you got to get there. If you want free beer, <laughs> right, then you got to – cheap beers at the Cambridge too. That's, that's a lot of beer. You can impress all your friends with the amount of beer you have. So – Make sure you are looking at our Instagram story at mm, 12 tomorrow, (laughs) about 12, something like that, maybe 11, I don't know. I'll see when I can be bothered doing it. And now that you're sick of us, we must announce the next best song happening tonight. It is Leech by Boycott. Didn't you drum in that band? Formerly drummed by Taylor Bragg. (laughs) Newcastle Live, the local music show. You're listening to the Newcastle Live and Local Music Show. Now, earlier this year, I was lucky enough to MC the Bout Time Festival for Piper Butcher's birthday at the Wickham Park Hotel. And I'm going to spin a recording from that festival for you right now. And it's coming from The Appointments. I'll let them introduce it for you. I'm going to introduce to you guys our lead triangle player, Duncan. Everyone give a big cheer for this man. You wait till you hear this triangle part. Cross the line. 
Newcastle Live and Local Music Show with Bonnie. As you might know, I co-host another show on Newcastle Live Radio called The Good Stuff, which is live 4 till 6pm weekdays on Newcastle Live Radio, and I do so with Steve. And we were lucky enough to have the incredible Adam Miller in the studio for a live performance and also a chat. So it's an absolute honour to welcome to the studio Adam Miller. It's an honour to be here, actually. Yeah. That's really sweet. So, Adam, we'd like to go back to the very beginning. So, when did you first start playing the guitar and at what point did you realise that perhaps you had a special gift? Um, Okay, I started playing organ when I was four years old. Went to organ (laughs) lessons, like two tiers, beat, five beats, bossa nova, (laughs) something I can't remember any of the others. Uh, And then my dad had a guitar. He can't actually play at all. And I picked that up when I was about eight or nine. And yeah, it just sort of fell into my hands. But the the major thing for me that sort of, I guess, turned the point was I was too young to sing. Like I loved uh, my two favorite bands were Billy Joel and 1927, which <laughs> you may not be aware of, but my voice hadn't broken. So I couldn't yeah. sing along. <laughs> and it was just at the same time, like Tommy Emmanuel was coming into sort of mainstream Australia as well. Uh, and my mum bought me a Tommy Emmanuel cassette and um, I just started playing along to it. And I'm like, oh, well, I sound exactly the same as this guy because we both play guitar and don't sing. Mm. And that was it. And I just started learning all those songs. And I didn't realize they were hard until later. And it was like, oh, by the time I was already there, it was done. And I was very lucky to have great teachers very early on in Newcastle as well that just could sort of show me a lot of these things. Yeah. Before we move on, uh, you played at the Wingham Music Festival with the Darren Jack Band and yeah. delivered a blistering solo. We'd like to play a snippet of that. Oh, yeah, cool. It was just so great. Let's see what it is. Fantastic. So normally you play solo or with smaller combos. So what was Mm. it like getting up with a band and delivering that? Uh, It was really fun. Darren uh, is almost one of the Australian blues legends now. He's been, you know, around the Australian blues scene forever. And we sort of connected during COVID and he came to me for a couple of guitar lessons to learn a little bit more about jazz and harmony and theory things. And then, yeah, he started asking me to play in his band and it was... uh, I don't know. It's just, it's really, you know, sort of fun and liberating. It's not something I want to do all the time, but it is, you know, I think it was the loudest I've ever played. So that was (laughs) cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a, it was a super fun day and the band had just done a series of shows. So we, um, we were, yeah, we were pretty cooking that night. And what guitar did you use that night? Ooh, that night I was playing a Thin Line 
telly sort of guitar that I built from parts many years ago. It's sort of been my little favourite for a long time. What is your favourite <laughs> guitar to play and why? Look, uh, probably my favourite electric. It's it's a close tie between that one and uh, I do actually have a signature model guitar now. So there is an Adam Miller model guitar available what? and it's made by a German guitar company called Nick Huber Guitars. And so that, that guitar is pretty special. I do love it. Um, wow playing that guy did you have so, a say in the the design every all of it yeah really yeah so essentially it was um they built a guitar for me and i went you know very specific with it and then uh it wasn't meant to be a signature model just people started ordering it they just went oh i want the same guitar as adam and so yeah so they've yeah sold quite a few of those now 20 or 30 because they're not very cheap guitars either <laughs> how much so, are they uh, the last one in Australia was fourteen grand. What? So uh, <laughs> you're yeah. in elite company. Yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's a beautiful instrument. So um, yeah, I definitely uh, yeah. That's that's the one that goes out with me on the road most of the time. And what's yeah. your favourite acoustic guitar? Uh, uh, it's probably this one at the moment. This is a Michael Greenfield made by uh, Michael's from Montreal in Canada, and his guitars are played by like. Um, Colin Hay oh, and yeah. um, Andy McKee, who oh, was yeah. the most viewed YouTube person of all time before it got stupid. Adam, you've achieved so much in your career. Can you tell us of a couple which you were most proud of or that have made the biggest difference to your career? Um, from a career point of view, I would probably say... I don't know. It's I, <laughs> I, think, I think the things that always stand out to me are the ability to like... Uh, meet the people that have influenced me so much and yep. even just the opportunity to thank them for different things and yep. like periods in my life. So, you know, I um, there's just been, you know, a few key people I've met over the last, yeah, 20 years that have just really sort of guided things. But uh, they're also sort of my musical heroes, but they've become my... Uh, mentors or... Yeah, mentors, but just people heroes. Just like, yep. just the way they conduct life and themselves and so just around yeah. people. Name drop a couple. Well, Robert Demiola. Yeah, yeah. One, what? One uh, that is uh, my, um, is a guy named Charlie Hunter. Yeah. And so um, if people around Newcastle might have seen me play at some point a guitar that has bass strings and guitar strings and I play both at the same time. So he was the inventor of that, and he's he he's a bit of an underground sort of jazz guitarist. But Nora Jones' first recording was as a guest artist on one of yep. his albums. Um, John Mayer is a huge fan of his. He's co-written and recorded with John Mayer a number of times. So meeting him was awesome because it was just a, a really grounding thing, and we're quite good friends. So that was awesome. And then actually, like last weekend, I finally got to meet Chris Cheney of The Living End. Oh, really? And I was just sort of, I've been Jeez. such a huge fan of them. For, and I've nearly met him a couple of times, but I've been too nervous to say hello. Aww. And I, because we were at a festival in uh, Western Australia together, it was sort of all right. We we're both artists there. So it was sort of cool to, <laughs> you know, sort of meet him finally and I hang out a bit. I he was nervous to meet you as well. Yeah, well, it was a jam night and he didn't want to play <laughs> after it, I was playing. So, oh, really? Which was a shame. That's but a anyway. compliment too. Adam, yeah. you're going to play a song for us. Can you tell us yeah. about the song you're about to okay. perform? Uh, I hadn't really thought about it too much, but I'm going to play uh, the first single from my last album, I think, which is called Adam Levy, which was written for this dear friend of mine, once again, he was actually the guitar player for Nora Jones for a long time. He's yeah. the guy that plays on Give Me One Reason, Tracy Chapman oh, yeah. and all this. 
but we've been friends for a long time and he gives amazing hugs and that's what I sort of think about okay. when I hear this song. Here we go. <laughs>
You're listening to the Newcastle Live and Local Music Show with Bonnie and it's my absolute pleasure to welcome to the studio photographer, videographer extraordinaire with a lot of heart and so much skill, Wanaji. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. No problem at all. So how did you first discover your love for photography and videography and how did you get into it? Well, that that question goes a long time back, <laughs> I think. Uh, I, I It goes back to basically before high school. I think I had my granddad's old film camera that I started playing around with and, and taking photos and it just sort of grew from there. I did a lot of photography through high school. My art teacher hired me to photograph her wedding when I had no experience and no work. So No way. Yeah, yeah. So that, that was pretty big uh, as a, you know, trust in me. Um, but no, I, I guess from there I just kept growing and kept uh, working. I didn't study. I just found work, um, engaged with people in the community and, and got uh, experience that way. Yeah, right. Well, you have some serious skill. How did you learn that? Were you uh, working with other photographers or were you just kind of, you know, doing it and working out what works and what doesn't? I think there's uh, a lot to be said for fake it until you make it, you know. <laughs> um, I basically found work that was just a little bit outside of my comfort zone and just made sure that I did it because if, uh, if I didn't do it well, then, you know, I probably wouldn't get the next job. So I think just continuously putting work out there and, and looking for, for work and if it isn't coming to you, just finding things to do creatively on your own is the way that I, I grew in that way. Um, it's only been really the last year and a half that I've been full-time doing photo and video, but I've been you know chipping away at it for maybe 10 years. Mm. So it's, it, it grows naturally um, if you work hard. I think. Yeah, and you do work very hard, very bloody hard. So uh, your portfolio of work is mind-blowing, to say the least. You've captured plenty of musos, tattoo artists, hard at work, activists, and so many other incredible moments. What are some of your favourite projects that you've worked on? And how do you go about finding these projects? Wow, okay. <laughs> Sorry, big question. <laughs> Two-parter. Two I think recently one of my favourite projects has been the, the Turpentine Baby Chino music video. That was that was a lot of fun. Um, Georgie came to the table with a script fully made, so it made my life a lot uh, easier. I didn't have to, you know, go through that process. So she was amazing. She had wow. this this vision laid out. Um, her dad, Michael Winchester, was um, director, so he also had a, a lot of input um, to bring to the table, and it was just really great as a collaborative process working together. Uh, not just with them and the band, um, but with all of the people that turned up for the music video and just yeah. put all of their energy into it. You know, it was a big day, like 7 a.m. until 8 p.m. or yeah, so right. of filming, but everyone was on board and it was just so much fun. And we're all really proud of the output that we got from that. So that's a, a recent project I'm really proud of. The, the different work that I've done sort of stretches between some pretty uh, varied scenes as well. Yeah. So you mentioned activists. Yeah. There's, I, you must have seen some of the photos from, um, say, the, the Bentley blockade that I did. That was amazing. How did you end up there? Well, my my dad is actually a, a bit of an old activist icon dude. Nice. Uh, he's, um, <laughs> his name's Benny Zabel, and he's um, he's been around the scene since, like, the 60s or so. He's got pieces in the 
National Museum and in the um, Powerhouse Museum, and he goes wow. all around the world doing his um, his activism. So he was up there and had called me and said, "You need to you need to get here if you can. This is something big, and it's you know there was ten thousand people on call to to turn up if needed, and people like uh, like um, I think." Xavier Rudd yeah, and, okay. and other bigger names turning up to the to the protests too. So I just kind of got in the car and drove twelve hours, ten hours to to get there and um, and stayed there for a couple of days. But that was really interesting um, on the other end of the spectrum, you know, as a um, documentary piece of work. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you were nominated for a prize for the one of the photos that you took there, right? Is that correct? Was shortlisted? I don't know. Was I? Um, <laughs> Let me pull up the Insta. Yeah, yeah. It, I might have been. I. Oh yeah, I was. Oh, there you go. I was in the yeah semi-finals of the Moran Prize. Yeah. Okay. I completely forgot about that. <laughs> How do you forget about that? Have oh, you been nominated for other things? Uh, I have. I haven't really been. I haven't been nominated for that many things. I haven't mm. really submitted to that many competitions as they come up. Um, but how do I forget about it? I, <laughs> I don't know. It was that's that's eight years ago, and I spent a good six years um, overseas, not not really looking after my health, to mm. put it nicely. Uh, <laughs> so, that. why did you go overseas to begin with? Uh, okay, so I went. I went overseas on holiday in like late late 2015. I was planning to go for maybe six months to do a little bit of the the states, do a little bit of Latin America. Uh, I ended up in Peru and volunteered at this hostel for what I thought would be two weeks, and I ended up staying for about six years. Wow! So yeah, it got out of hand. Uh, <laughs> pretty pretty quickly but no that was that was really fun there the it's a great um vibe over there and uh i was able to do my photography and and social media work across all these hostels and just have a really good time yeah and some of the photos or all of the photos that you uh took were just really beautiful i also saw that uh you had one of your favorite lenses stolen or something like that which did that send you into a little bit of a hiatus it it did. It did a little bit. I was I was in Brazil and was there for this this conference, um, like tourism conference that we were, we were a part of, and I turned my back for a minute and my my really nice my favorite lens was was taken. Um, thankfully, my bag, my whole bag, wasn't taken because that had my computer, my passport, my like everything, all of my other equipment in there. So it could have been a lot worse. But yeah, that did send me into a bit of a hiatus. It's like. Well, if I can't do that, then I'm not doing it. Um, but no, then eventually I realised that, you know, if you have any camera, you can still create. So I worked my way back up. And so uh, once you came back to Australia and in Newcastle in particular, uh, did you find it hard coming back? I did. I thought, I think that always it's a bigger culture shock returning home from overseas than it is going overseas, you know, because you expect it going that, that one way. But then coming back, it's like, oh, wow, I forgot uh, I forgot everything here. And on top of that, 
after that much of a gap, you expect to come home to the scene that you remember, and then you come home and it's like, "Hi guys, I'm here," and the you know the the, the little ball rolling across the desert, you know, because yes. everyone's moved to different towns or has had kids or got married mm-hmm. or just just moved on. Uh, so it was a process of just finding and establishing what my community is, who my people are in in the town. So yeah. there was a, a period of about six months that was pretty pretty difficult, but then. Newcastle's great, and uh, I was able to to find that again. Yeah, and uh, it seems like you have a pretty good community at the moment. You work a lot with uh, Chris Barnett and uh, the Dylan from Band Aid. Mm-hmm. Um, what's it been like getting to work with those guys? Well, that's and they're been... just two names to mention, by the way. <laughs> There's so many other people. Yeah, no, that's been great. Um, Dylan was one of the first people that I connected with when I came back um, doing some some video of the first Band-Aid festivals at the family, and that was really fun. Um, and then more recently when they were pulling together the idea of doing Band-Aid separately, they, they approached me to join and work with them. And it's it's amazing because both of them are so uh, talented at what they do. Dylan's incredible at networking and booking bands and putting together these, these crazy visions that should be... Um, you know, more than what we'd be tackling, but just work. And Chris is a wizard with with sound and production. He's so good at what he does. And um, I can come in and, and lend my marketing and visual media to it. So it works really well with the three of us. And they're also just really great guys and we get on, you know, like a house on fire. So, <laughs> so that that helps a lot. Something else that you've been working on and, uh, you know, it just seems to keep getting bigger and better is a documentary. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I can tell you about that. I don't know how long <laughs> it will be before anyone sees it, yeah. but uh, but we can definitely <laughs> talk about it. Uh, basically, after the first Band-Aid festival in December of last year, we uh, we realised it was a huge success um, the, that Dylan had put on at that time, him him basically running the the show, and we wanted to have a chat to some of the bands and get their perspective, maybe to do a little bit of more of an extended recap video. So we sat down with all the bands and Dylan interviewed them, and I, I filmed, and we started putting something together, and and really loved it, and thought that actually there's something to this. You know, like all of the artists had gone through so much with COVID and in some ways that had been horrible and had shut down everything that they live for. But in other ways, they'd been driven creatively to come up with with new music and stories and ideas. And a lot of them wouldn't be in the place they were if it wasn't for that that time. So there was two sides to that coin and just a lot of excitement around Newcastle music. So we yes. thought that there was something bigger that we could put together there. And then over the past year, every time we think we're almost done, something else comes up or there's a bit more to tell in the story. So so now we're at a point that we are maybe 30% done. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, we thought we were 70% of the way there until we started saying, oh, let's let's just interview everyone in the scene, like yeah. a, a lot more venue um, <laughs> You know, venue owners, a lot more people that put on cool things for local music and and get more of a broader story. So I like that idea, but this means that we're going to take a long time to finish it. Oh, yeah. mm. Yeah. Look, I'm sure it'll be well worth it, though, to get that broad perspective. You know, you won't just be capturing uh, little 
small percentage of what we're witnessing at the moment and living in here in Newcastle, you'll be, you know, capturing a lot more, which is great. Yeah, I, I think that's key to showing what uh, is happening here in Newcastle at the moment is there's so many different uh, individuals and businesses and uh musicians and artists that are all working together, supporting each other, and it's the collective that's making Newcastle really great right now. I think that's really important. It's not one one Mm organisation that's trying to push something. We're all just going full steam ahead, and it's invigorating. Yes, it's very exciting, and it's very important for, you know, creatives and musicians and everyone that is within the industry to support each other because that's what keeps the fire burning, you know? If we're all in competition, what's the point? Whereas if we're all able to bounce off each other, we're just going to be, you know, unstoppable. Yeah, it's... I I think that every time that one uh, business puts on a a really cool event, it shows that, hey, there's there's a hunger here and that people are going to turn up for it. Then other places will see, oh, we can do this as well, Mm -hmm. you know. And if we support each other and show up to those events, like I loved seeing other uh, venue owners turning up at West Best Block Fest. Um, I ran into Dunny there and he was having a great time and just (laughs) loving it. Um, And I'm going to be going and doing video at at Colt Classic that's being put on at the Lass as well. Um, I think that's really important. That sense of community, everyone shows up and it's it's fine to take um, inspiration from each other and to, to grow collectively. So I have one final question for you. What's the dream for Wanaji and where do you see yourself in five to ten years from now? It's hard talking about a, a dream for me personally without talking about the dream for Newcastle as a whole because I'm really happy being a part of this community here and my dream would be for Newcastle to get the recognition it deserves and all of these artists to get the recognition they deserve um, as a, you know a destination for for live music and for great music and I'd love to be a part of that. I'd love to help that grow. I think that it's a a city at a a point of change and it's really cool and I'm really lucky to be a part of the scene at that moment. So in five, ten years, I want to see a bunch of these bands just on a national and international stage. I want to see these festivals and events just getting better and better and I want to see a lot more people coming in and experiencing it and I'd love to be the person to help um, get that out into the world through my my video, through my photo and through uh, organising some of those events. Well, thank you so much for everything that you do contribute to the local industry and the local community. It's people like you that really make this something special. And uh, I feel really honoured to have had you on the show today. So thank you so much, Wanaji, for joining me. Thanks, Bonnie. The Newcastle Live and Local Music Show. And sadly, we have made it to the end of the Newcastle Live and Local Music Show for another week. Thank you again so much for joining me. I really hope that you've enjoyed getting your local music fix and I hope that you'll join me again next week. I'd love to say a big thank you to Taylan and Andy from Well for joining me and best of luck on the single launch. I'd also like to say thank you to Adam Miller for coming into the studio and performing for us live. 
And of course, to Wanaji for spending some time with us today. It was so much fun to catch up with him. He is such an incredible human and does so much for the local music scene. You'll have to keep an eye out for the Tryouts brand new music video, which is coming soon. And finally, I'd like to say thank you to The Appointments for their live track. It was performed at the Bout Time Fest and the recording was provided by Chris Barnett from Band-Aid Bookings and Events. Now, before I go, I would like to chuck a couple of gigs on your radar for the week ahead that you just can't miss. Live and Original is happening with Belle at Five Sawyers this Wednesday night from 7.30. Live and Local is on with King Fusion, Keto and Herd Immunity this Wednesday night at Lazotte's. And uh, on Friday, Well have their Halloween single launch with Dead Shows and Unpretty at the Cambridge. And to finish off the week, Yev Kassem has their Bright Death album launch happening at the Stag and Hunter Hotel this Saturday night from 8. Make sure that you check out the Newcastle Live Gig Guide to find out more about those gigs and everything else that's happening in Newcastle and the Hunter. I hope that you have a fantastic week and I will see you next week from 4pm. Feel free to tune into The Good Stuff from 4 till 6pm weekdays. We celebrate 100% local and Aussie music and uh, we catch up with local artists and also national artists. My name's Bonnie and you've been listening to the Newcastle Live and Local Music Show. See you next week. a reputation for delivering some of the best live music in the world. From those who paved the way to those who blazed the trail today. From those who set the scene to those making the scene right now. Like me in my cage. 100% local music, interviews, live performances, the freshest music news and the hottest gigs. Don't miss a thing. The Newcastle Live and Local Music Show with me, Bonnie, every Monday night from 6, only on Newcastle Live Radio.